0: This is Horsepower Happenings. Tear up the body panel fine. You know, even Ben knows You could have destroyed the whole race car If not worse I don't have any problem racing each other And
1: trading paint and moving people I mean, that's it's a short track bull race. This right. is not Daytona
2: From the
3: MCRP studios in the Motor City
0: But I do know also one thing By the time I'm his age, I'll have more than 100 wins And I promise you that With Zach Heiser Fager leads him down on the bottom side of the racetrack Moyer trying to make something happen on the top shelf Big run, he'll cross over now down the back straightaway Into turn number three Moyer puts the binders on Fager nearly on the bike And Rich Frank any progress,
1: Zach, that they made on the last stop, they ruined on this one. So now they're really trying to get this thing
4: off the ground. From the Motor City Racing Promotion Studios. Hey guys, this is Ford This is three-time Dirt Car UMP National Champion, Rusty Schlink. This is Bobby Santos. This is Travis Stemler. This is Travis Brady. This is Andrew Scheich. David Melkey, Josh Fry. Ryan Rule. And this is Horsepower Happenings.
0: Good evening race fans and welcome in to Horsepower Happenings. Racing was back in a huge way this weekend around the Great Lakes region. Fans were treated to some spectacular racing. We have a breakdown on all of that coming up for you tonight. But first, here are some things that are happening in a Motor City Minute. The Ackerman Art Series got back to work at Toledo Speedway on Saturday, albeit with no fans. Ty Gibbs survived a race-long battle with Sam Mayer to pick up the win in the Hearst Potato Chips 200. Over 30 eSports drivers attempted to make the show in honor of Jay Woolworth from the virtual Cat 150 from North Wilkesboro. Kyle Crump swept the night collecting fast time and led all the important laps, including the last one, to pick up $350 in cold hard cash last Monday night. Kalamazoo Speedway announced today that their first event of 2020 will be on July 3rd. The Intimidator 100 is on the card along with house divisions, fans can attend and tickets are on sale now. Oakshade Raceway officials announced that racing this coming weekend will be with fans. Oakshade has raced the past three weekends with no fans in attendance. The Fulton County Health Department has approved 50% capacity and fans must comply with social distancing guidelines. Also in Ohio, Attica Raceway Park made the announcement today that they are welcoming fans back in attendance this coming weekend. And big news out of the world of NASCAR today. They confirmed the annual All-Star Race will be moved to Bristol Motor Speedway on July 15th. According to NBC Sports, 30,000 fans will be permitted to attend. Tickets are now on sale. Those things and many more happening tonight on Horsepower Happenings. Welcome in. Glad to have you with us. I'm Zach Heiser. Rich France is uh, on the social distancing uh, call, if you will. And Rich, another full and exciting weekend of racing is in the books
1: it's it's really nice to have options zach isn't it yeah um, that we can talk about <laughs> i mean we, not as much pavement out there but a little bit and uh And a whole lot of dirt racing happened this weekend.
0: Yeah, we should mention, too, because uh, we we don't necessarily have a story about it because it was just a great night of house racing. But Owasso Speedway, we understand, was packed uh, down in uh, Indiana. We have a story about Anderson coming up. Mount Lawn was doing really well. Um, And then here in Michigan, right, Galesburg, they they'd had a great weekend and a big weekend coming up as well for them. So it's really an exciting time for our industry right now in the state.
1: Cabin fever, Zach, it's like it's March all over again. Yes,
0: exactly, absolutely.
1: But, you know, Anderson uh, Anderson Speedway uh, got going again, Zach, with fans. So so that was pretty cool. And it was a first again for Josh Brock on Saturday night when he won the Jake CRA All-Stars Tour Race at the high bank quarter mile. It was his first win in the series in eight starts, uh, coming at the same track that saw his first ARCA CRA Super Series win Back, at, uh, back in 2018, with Saturday night's win, Brock becomes the 23rd driver uh, to pick up wins in the ARCA CRA Super Series and the Jeg CRA All-Stars Tour. We had a really good car, and I'm tickled to death that we got the win. Uh, former series champion Cody Coughlin, Steve Dorer, Mason Keller, and Brandon Oakley would complete the top five. And also, Zach, the Victory Custom Trailers CRA junior late models were also in action at Anderson on Saturday. And uh, 14-year-old Jordan Riddick would pick up the win in the 25-lap feature event. Zach Wilhelm, Katie Hettinger, Evan Varney, and 11-year-old Carson Lucas would round out the top five. And, and Zach, uh, the CRA event uh, at Anderson was the first racing event in Indiana, like I said, to allow fans in 2020 so uh hopefully we're getting somewhere
0: well and i want to mention too rich that the uh, track record fell for both divisions that were there at anderson um i believe and correct me if i'm wrong it was travis braden who uh who set fast time in the jegs race and then how about katie hettinger she knocked down the uh, junior late model uh track record as well so a great job for our for our michigan native katie hettinger
1: yeah, she was getting a lot of testing in the last few weeks. I was following her, and uh, with a you know, broken toe,
0: to her, no less.
1: It, with a broken toe, and we got we got to talk to her about a month ago. And uh, you know, she's a great kid, and she's really trying to hard trying hard to learn this racing thing, and she's doing a good job.
0: Kyle, uh, Kyle Larson bested the past two World of Outlaws Series champions to sweep the uh, Brownells Big Guns Bash weekend at Knoxville, beating ten-time series champion Donnie Shots the first night, and reigning champion the Big Cat Brad Sweet the next. The win was Larson's third World of Outlaws win this season and the 11th of his career. The win also makes him five in a row over the course of six days in a sprint car. Uh, Rich, well, there's been a lot of talk about Kyle over the past few weeks, but I think he's having as much fun as anybody right now behind the wheel of a race car.
1: You think he has any interest right now going back to NASCAR? I don't. <laughs> I don't
0: think so. I think he uh, he's going to be out just collecting wins and cash and paychecks. <laughs> Might as
1: well do it while you can, right? There you go. And the great, Zach, the Great Lakes Traditional Sprints have confirmed their first weekend of racing, and it's this weekend coming up. The former Michigan Traditional Sprint Series, now under the banner of the Great Lakes, will begin their 2020 campaign Friday from I-96 Speedway. They'll play accompaniment to late models and a full show, and then on Saturday, the GLTS will head northeast to Silver Bullet Speedway for the conclusion of the first doubleheader weekend of the season this coming after an exciting opening weekend with the Great Lakes Super Sprints.
0: Yeah, absolutely, Rich. I had a chance to go to I-96 on Friday and take in the season opener uh, for the Great Lakes Super Sprints presented by Engine Pro and ARP as they geared up for a blockbuster event from Lake Odessa, Michigan's I-96. When registration closed, 25 of the area's fastest 360 cubic inch sprint cars were ready to do battle in the opening round of the 2020 campaign. Cloverdale, Ohio's Jared Hortzman pulled alongside Bellevue, Michigan's Greg Dahlman to lead the field to the feature's green flag Horseman jumped out to the lead and never looked back throughout the course of the event. A debris caution late in the race stacked the field back up, forcing Horseman to hold off a hard-charging Max Stambaugh on the restart. Stambaugh made his presence known with a hard charge to the inside in turn one. Horseman, however, held his ground on the top shelf and powered back around the outside and maintained the lead down the back straightaway. Another caution flew as the field was getting set to come to the white flag when Danny Sams the third and Kyle Sauter tangled in turns three and four and on the final restart of the race, Stambaugh made yet another charge at Horseman, and it was a good one. Stambaugh all but cleared Horseman coming off the second corner, but it was the same old song and dance. Horseman was able to keep his position on the outside and was back in front by the third turn. He'd come back around for the white and then come back around to collect the first win of 2020 ahead of Stambaugh and Dalman. So a great race, Rich, and a great event for the uh, GLSS. Looking forward to getting some more of those on the schedule here very soon.
1: And Zach, I made the trip north a couple hours from my house, and, and, boy, what an event. Tri-City Motor Speedway finally opened their 2020 season on Friday night, and the headline act was round one of the Lane Automotive All-Star Performance Tri-City Merit Speedway Challenge Series supported by American ethanol. I got it all out.
0: Nice job. Way to go, Rich. <laughs> That's a long
1: series name. Uh, there was a 50-lap feature on tap, and $3,000 was on the line for the victor. Logan Nickerson, who picked up uh, his first victory of 2020 just a couple weeks ago at Attica Raceway Park, was fast early putting his 28 21A machine at the top of the board after qualifying. Heat race action would be next and uh, Dona Marculier, Brandon Thoroughby, Travis Stemmler and Rusty Schlenk would all pick up victories in heat race action. Then it went to the redraw and the top two uh, in each heat race would go to the redraw, which saw Tyler Norton and Eric Spangler lead the field to green in the 50-lap main event. Marculier was strong all night and made his way to the front early, leading most of the first 20 circuits. At the halfway point, Stemmler put his number four machine out front with Schlenk in tow. Uh, Schlenk would uh, eventually power his machine around Stemmler on lap 29. Following a caution on lap 39, the racing was hot and heavy between Schlenk, Stemmler, and a hard-charging Jeep Van Wormer. Schlank and Van Wormer would battle side by side for the final five laps, with Schlank running the high line and Van Wormer committed to the bottom. Able to keep up the momentum up top, Schlank motor to the victory and collected the three thousand dollar payday. I caught up with Rusty following the victory, following victory lane festivities back in the pit area. Well, we're back in the pit area following round one of the uh, all-star performance challenge series uh for merit and tri-city speedways uh supported by american ethanol and uh oh, what an event tonight 50 laps uh 50 laps of distance three thousand dollars to win and uh rusty Schlenk, you brought it home first
4: oh man I'm, I'm still trying to count my fingers and toes <laughs> and, and remember what my name is after that man it's uh, i don't know how many times we are up on two wheels and Everybody else is up on two wheels trying not to run into them. It was, uh, it was treacherous, man. I'm whooped. I don't think I've been that tired after a race in a long time. <laughs> yeah. About 20 laps to go. You had a heck of a battle. You had, you had Travis Stemmler, uh, Jeep. I mean, even, even Dona Marcullier was in there. You guys had a battle for about 20 laps, and the lead would change every lap. Oh yeah, it was crazy going through traffic there, man. I didn't know I didn't know what way lap cars were going. The leaders, I, I had no idea where anybody was going. It was awesome. We were four four wide a couple times there. Um, no, it's fun being able to race with these guys, uh, Dona and Stemler and those guys. Man, it's it, they can run door to door even on a racetrack like that. And we never touch. So it's uh, it's good to be able to do that. It's it's awesome. Uh, glad we can put on a show for the fans. And I'm just glad we all came out of there with the race cars because it was treacherous. And these fans were up on their feet the last
1: five laps. You Jeep Van Wormer going at it. Jeeps married to the bottom. You're married to the top. It was it
4: was going to be what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually better on the bottom. I wanted to get down there, but I was so freaking tired that if I uh, if I hit it wrong on the bottom, I was afraid that I was going to push up the track and give it to him. So I was trying to stay up out of the holes and uh, I was just trying to keep him back there. I had a, had a really good race car. I feel like we could have been even faster than what we were, but um, it, it, the track, you just never, it was like the holes were moving around every lap. They're in a different spot. There's mud clods everywhere. So I was just trying to be smooth the last few laps and, and, and keep uh, as long as I could just see his nose barely back there and he wasn't next to me and we were, I was happy with that. So um, Good race to him and and uh, we, uh, like I said, it's just fun to be race with these guys door to door and no, not take each other out on a track like that when we don't know what way the car's going. Right. So you start seventh, bring it home in victory lane. Who all you got to thank? Oh, I got to thank Velocity Fire Suits, Dominator Race Products, All-Star Performance, Velco Wheels, Buckeye Concrete Coatings, uh, KBC Graphics, Tom Finch Automotive, um, VP Lubricants, uh, and VP Fuels, uh, Mullins Race Engines. And, uh, I can't, can't thank those guys enough for that new LS motor they build This, this thing is a power plant, man it, we, needed, we needed every bit of that 920 horse tonight um, There's everybody that helps on this car CP Carrillo, Landrum Springs, Bilstein Shocks um, all, all my crew, these guys uh, Gotta give a plug for Dominator or Domination <laughs> race cars too uh, I, I said Dominator race products already But Domination race cars uh, Started these up this year And I think we had a couple of them in the top 5 tonight So, uh, so we, we, we've been having pretty good showing so far Hopefully you saved a little bit. You got 5K to run for tomorrow at Merit. I don't think we saved anything. We're going to have to start from scratch, and uh, I hope we don't have to pull out the backup car. But there ain't much left of that one. We ran a ragged. All
1: right, Rusty, congratulations. Thanks, man. And Jeep Van Wormer put on a Valiant effort uh, to claim the top spot, but came up about a car length short at the 50-lap mark. And I caught up with Jeep to get his thoughts. We'll continue back in this pit area, and we caught up with the second-place finisher tonight at Tri-City Motor Speedway. And I think all we got to talk about is those last 10 laps. You and Rusty, what a battle you put on for these fans.
5: Yeah, it was uh, it was tough out there. You just try and find a smooth line around here, you know what I mean, try and take care of your stuff. Um, I didn't realize we were we were that close to the end of it i'd have probably pushed it a little harder but you know it's a second place and my car's pretty good shape still so we'll take
1: it Looked like uh, rusty was kind of married to the top you were married to the bottom you were kind of committed down there uh, he could just keep the run going and keep the momentum up on the high side
5: yeah i was hoping that you know when he seen me down there that he'd go down and try and block me and i could get up there and maybe put a couple laps but it's tough to pass somebody when you're both in the same spot
1: and it's probably tough to pass when the car's bounced around pretty rough track tonight
5: yeah it was a, it was a toughie for sure man and, um, yeah, it was, it was really rough. Um, there's a lot of t- torn up stuff around here tonight.
1: Excellent run, though. You thank bring you. it home in second place. Uh, you heading to Merritt tomorrow night? Uh, we're unsure yet at this moment yet. So. All right. Who do you got to thank for your second place run tonight?
5: Uh, I'd like to thank my uh, God, my mom and dad, um, my wife Angie, um, Northeastern Fabrication, Bay Fire Protection, uh, All-Star Performance. All right. Thanks, Jeep. Great run tonight. Thanks
1: and travis Stemmler also had a solid car all night long zach and uh held on for a well-deserved third place finish uh he was very proud of his team's efforts when i caught up with him after the event down in the pit e- pit area tri-city motor speedway we caught up with our third place finisher tonight travis stemler man uh about 20 laps there lap uh lap 20 through 40. what a battle up front with you rusty Schlink, donna marculier uh, what a battle you guys were throwing down every single lap. It seemed like
2: somebody else was leading. Yeah, it was a good race. Those guys are uh, tough competitors and really like racing with them. You know, it's clean racing tonight. It was a little rough, but, you know, we didn't really hit each other. Nothing, you know, then it's good hard racing. What I did notice, the rough part was the track. Everybody was bouncing around, even
1: getting airborne a little bit. How hard is that to handle in the corners, with the car doing that?
2: Uh, it's really hard because these cars are meant to be uh you know so close to the ground they're so aero dependent uh nowadays so when it's really rough like that it's just uh hard to you know control them because your suspension's so close to the ground Mm -hmm.
1: this is your first season in the anklem racing number
2: four uh a new
1: look for you for 2020. uh looks like you're finally getting the feel of this race car
2: yeah, I mean, they uh, put the best of the best uh, underneath me. I can't thank them enough for all they're doing for us. And, and, you know, we're building as a team, you know. With the new car, you know, they got their own characteristics. So, it's uh we're finally finding its sweet spot. And uh, I'm so excited this year's been uh, pretty fun with them. Yeah. Nice third-place finish. Who do you got to thank for it? Uh, I just got to thank Great Lakes Directional Drilling, McAllister Cat Rentals, AP Smiley, I gotta thank uh, Cusack Collision, Um, I gotta thank Helm Electric, Uh, Fist Trucking, Integra Racing Shocks, Vermeer, Pro Power Race Engines, Rocket Chassis, I gotta thank Gary and Sharon Patrick, Uh, I'm hoping I'm not leaving anybody out. all new sponsors, so I got to make sure I get them brin transmissions. They're right here in the backyard, man They put together bulletproof transmissions uh, I just uh, I think uh Heinz tree service I gotta think um, I'm just hoping I don't miss anybody out so uh, but all these great people uh, Chad and Kayla you know, to put me in this ride this year, can't thank them enough. I can't thank Chad and Brandon for all they do in the shop and, and getting this thing ready. So just everybody that's involved, I can't thank enough. Well, tomorrow, 5K on the line. We'll see you at Merritt. Sounds great. Thank you very much. And uh, hopefully we can uh, be right there for the finish.
1: That's Travis Demler, your third-place finisher.
2: And, Zach, I have to tell you,
1: that was probably – the best UMP late model feature I have witnessed in a couple years. Uh, it was amazing. These guys were throwing down lap after lap on a really rough surface. Uh, the battles were incredible. Different leader every lap through the middle of the race. Uh, I don't know how how what other superlatives I could use to describe this event, but uh, but it sure was incredible. And also the ultra hot Cody Bauer and Mark Coulier would would complete the top five at Tri City on Friday. And if that wasn't enough, Zach, uh, they moved on to Merritt Speedway on Saturday with 5000 on the line.
0: Yeah, absolutely, Rich. Donna Marcullier and Eric Spangler led the field to the green flag for 50 laps and a shot at the aforementioned $5,000 payday. But only one of them would survive the second lap of the race. Third starting spot, Andrew Terrell sent it into turns one and two a little too hot and spun in front of the entire field for the first caution of the night, collecting Spangler, Dave Baker, and Dave Bowen in the process. Everyone else scattered and was able to make it through it, mostly unscathed. With that behind them, the green flag flew and stayed out the rest of the race with Mark Coulier seemingly on his way to victory lane. But then, just after the halfway point, St. John's Michigan driver Chad Finley caught Mark Coulier in traffic and made the pass, opening up a nearly straightaway advantage, planning his own seemingly exciting victory after a, dismi- uh, after a uh, dismal night. Like something out of a Disney movie, though, Mark Coulier found something left in the tank and was able to eat away the deficit Finley had made and looked like a brand-new driver as he uh, worked through the field at the 10-to-go signal, Then, just two laps later, Mark Coulier powered by on the outside of the racetrack and took the lead for good, stretching his advantage to more than a straightaway by the time the checkered flag flew. Finley would lose second place as well to Cody Bauer. At least that's how they crossed the finish line, Rich, as drama continued after the race was over. Unconfirmed reports uh, show that Bauer was light at the scales and Finley was given credit for second place. As for Mark Coulier's win... Well, we'll get a chance to uh, discuss that more in depth coming up uh, a little bit later on tonight as uh, Dona is one of our featured interviews, Rich. So, great racing both nights, Friday and Saturday from Tri-City and Merritt. And uh, that leads us right into our Here's the Deal program.
1: Yeah, exactly, Zach. And I I figured this would be great. Normally, we're at the same racetrack most of the time. So, you had a you had a couple options for this weekend that you got covered. You did. You went to some wing sprint car racing, mm-hmm. and you went and and uh, and took care of the second leg of the Challenge Series. I got opening night the Challenge Series, and and I thought we'd kind of go back and forth and think because I know how excited you are about your racing. I'm excited about mine, but I think I got the best of it this weekend. To be honest with you,
0: well, I got to tell you the <laughs> there's a couple things you got to look at that make an event great uh on track action and atmosphere and I tell you what w- you and I got the best of both worlds I think me at I96 with the Great Lake Super Sprints you at Tri City with late models and then again me at Saturday at Merritt Speedway um I, I think that we're both winners uh, I think we both get a participation trophy out of this deal rich but uh um I got to tell you the energy I was able to get back behind the mic at I96 on Friday Um, So I'm going to rub that in your face a little bit because I know that you're really antsy to pick up a microphone again. Um, It was, uh, there is, for for the fan listening, for me, there is nothing like calling a four-wide salute to a packed house. And that's what I was able to do Friday night at I-96. Um, I gave myself, well, it wasn't me. The fans gave me goosebumps for their response to the four-wide salute, the first of the year for many of them. Um, that was just absolutely breathtaking. And um, so thankful to be able to be back and doing that again. Nothing to take away from the event Saturday at, at Merritt. Um, that track was racy. It had character. It made you be the best driver you could be. Um, and congrats to Dona on that. But i got to say, getting a chance to call four-wide to the fans of i-96 that tops the cake for me
1: well even with you know all three racetracks had fans that were well needing their racing fix let's say okay they were they were very energetic they they were they they showed their support for what they were seeing for the drivers that they're watching put on these shows and you know i had 20 laps of who's leading this lap who's leading the next lap i mean it was just unbelievable but I have to give you this one, Zach. You win because I did not have a microphone and you did.
0: <laughs> well, thank you, Rich. I uh, I accept the win graciously. And actually, we've got a couple of guys that actually did go to victory lane this weekend. Jared Horseman coming up on the other side of the break. Dona Marcouillier a little later on in the program. A couple of guys that are going to be very excited here over the next couple of weeks. We'll talk to them coming up in just a moment. Stay tuned. You're listening to Horsepower Happenings. When the call sounds from race control, yellow, 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 bottom of one, yellow, 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 bottom of one. Top motorsport sanctions rely on the elite team of industry professionals from Motor City Racing Promotions to respond. Highly trained men and women in uniforms systematically arrive on scene with their advanced fleet of safety vehicles equipped for the toughest jobs. Hours of annual training and practice are executed with precision as the task is rapidly performed in unison. Each official on the MCRP Safety Team is SFI-certified in short track incident response and demonstrates a comprehensive background in motorsports, firefighting, and emergency medical services. It is their own appreciation of this sport and its growing need for professional motorsports rescue that has been the catalyst behind MCRP Safety Team's impeccable portfolio. For more information on Motor City Racing Promotion Safety Team, log on to MotorCityRacing.co and look for the MCRP badge at a track near you. Racers know now more than ever, and, and let me tell you, if you don't have one, you're already behind for the 2020 season, but but listen up. There's a chance. Money should be spent wisely, and you need ease of use at the racetrack as well. Insert Hubco Metal Fabrication. Racer owned and operated. Luke Hubble knows the value of good quality products at a fair price. Right now, 24-inch pit lifts with a hydraulic pump start at just $875. Upgrades like powder coating, LED lights, and a waterproof pump cart are available. To place an order, simply find Hubco on Facebook, log on to HubcoLifts.com, or you can call 269-838-0029.
1: Suspension Max is a service and solution-based manufacturer of automotive suspension and specialty parts. Based out of Bay City, Michigan, the local company began servicing clients in 2002. Suspension Max serves the automotive aftermarket as well as engineers and produces specialty suspension components for original equipment manufacturers and government contracts. Learn more about what they can do for you at SuspensionMax.com or call one 629 9226 Suspension Max, the leveling kit experts.
4: This is Travis Braden, winner of the 52nd Annual Snowball Derby, and you're listening to
0: Horsepower Happening. Welcome back to Horsepower Happening. Zach Heiser, Rich France with you on this beautiful Monday evening. Glad to have you along. And, Rich, it's our pleasure to get things started with our first interview of the night. Let us know who we're talking to.
1: Yeah, Zach, last year, uh, 19 starts in 2019. Uh... Seven victories, twelve podium finishes. I'm not a math major, but I know that means good. Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, and then he picked up the win on Friday night uh, in event number one for the Great Lakes Super Sprints at I-96 Speedway. Thirty-one years old, makes his way in Cloverdale, Ohio. Jared Horseman, welcome to Horsepower Happenings.
6: Hey, glad to be here. Thanks for having me.
1: Now, uh, first of all, congratulate on your congratulations on your win on Friday night. But before we get to that. Uh, you got to tell us how you got started in racing, because I know you don't just jump in sprint cars, and i got a feeling you've been doing this quite a long time.
6: Um, Yeah, you know, um, I've been racing the big sprint car um, since I was 17, uh, hence my number. And, uh, uh, you know, so, um, again, uh, probably 15 years. And uh, before that, I started out at the age of seven racing go-karts um until i was uh about 14 i ran a mini sprint for a few years um jumped into those uh started winning my first year and uh won quite a few races the next few seasons and uh um history after that so um it's uh it's been a been a fun long adventure
0: well jared uh, so as we know we we work through your career and we kind of look at what you've been doing um four times nra champion we talked about that when i got a chance to catch up with you on friday um you know in those days of running with nra that was some very steep competition that you were up against on a regular basis talk to me about those four years of uh, getting that job done and what that what it was like for you to be able to not only win the championship once or twice but four times um that's got to be something special
6: uh you know yeah definitely um you know, when I, when I first started, um, you know, you had, uh, you know, J.R. Stewart. Um, uh, he ran a lot with Sod Series in Michigan. Um, uh, Tim Allison, Mike Breck, uh, Phil Gressman ran uh, a lot at uh, Lima and their local shows uh, back then. And in, in the Aaron Call, uh, Janet Holbrook 53 car. And, uh, you know, just um, I, I guess that's what got me to the point that I'm at today um, uh, you know, Randy Heenan's still racing with us. Uh, Kyle Sauter, um, all those guys um, have have made me better, and uh, uh, I've, uh, I've got to thank them for that. And uh, y- you know, back in 2015, uh, when our when our first championship, uh, and uh, y- you know, um, all those guys were still racing with. So uh, to you know to to step up our game and, and to make it to their level um and then uh, you know to do it four years in a row is uh, a heck of an accomplishment um you know and, and then in there in 2017 when the GLSS championship uh the same year we won the NRA so um you know uh, uh you know I've got those guys to thank for all the you know the the stiff competition and to make me better and now um You know, everybody that's uh, getting started and chasing me, I'm making those guys better. So, uh, (laughs) um, you know, pretty soon uh, it'll come full circle and those guys, I'll I'll be chasing them again. So, um, you know, that's kind of how this game works. Um, You know, cars change, tires change, um, uh, you know, racetrack surfaces change. So throughout the years, uh, you know, old technology just doesn't work anymore.
0: Well, and and you kind of brought me into a question that, you know, it's been... interesting to watch you continue to be fast, right? As everything changes, anytime you show up, whether it's a GLSS race or or some other sanctioned event, um, I think you're a driver that people look to and go, I'm going to have to beat that Orange 17 car tonight. <laughs> um, how how hard has it been for you? Because we talked with uh, none other than uh, Jeff Converse a couple of weeks ago, who's been videoing sprint cars since the late 90s, early 2000s. And he said, you know, mm. the industry just changes so fast and it has changed so fast over those 20 years. How have you kept up with it here over the last uh, 10 to 15 years?
6: um you know uh of course uh, the the first uh, five or seven years were, were a big learning curve uh, going from a 150 to 180 horsepower mini sprint that's half the size to a seven horse 700 horse 360. um to be honest i think uh what took me to the next level um was when i ran a 410 for for dave Bumgardner. that uh um you know uh everything's faster everything happens so much faster your reaction time has got to be faster um and and when i jump back into a 360 every of course everything slows down and um you know i ran his car for for a year um about t- 12 shows and then i bought my own 410 i ran that for about three years uh just hit and miss and uh um I- i've got some help in my back pocket that's uh been a been a nice uh, asset to the team and uh um they run a lot of all-star one of outlaw shows and and uh you know just the uh the the extra uh uh information um you know uh, it gets you that that next step i guess
1: now uh i wasn't able to be at i-96 on friday night zach zach was there on the mic calling your events and and I was up at Tri City with the late models. We kind of had to split up for a night, but cool. uh, I heard um, I heard that uh, the fans there were incredible, and you guys put on a heck of a show <laughs> on the first night out.
6: Uh, y- you know what? Um, I, I got a ha- hands down to I ninety six and and uh, you know the the local groups um, and and the GLSS Barry twenty five cars. Um, you know, that place was packed. Um, you know, we, we talk about COVID and, and the whole nine, and I think people are just over it. Um, <laughs> you know, they, they, they want to get out. I mean, um, you know, I, I work a full-time job, and our, my, I haven't stopped. So, you know, my, my daily routine has been the same since day one, um, and, and a lot of these guys uh, have been laid off you know, unfortunately, and uh, I think they're tired of it, they want to get out, and they want to go do stuff, and, you know, um, that place was packed. I don't know how many people they could have had in the stands, but...
0: (laughs) Yeah, it was definitely a very awesome event to see, and, uh, um, you know, let's talk about that race now as we get into that, and and I do have one other thing I'm going to go back to in a little while, so um, I'm going to put an ear note in that, but let's go to the race (laughs) now. Um, You were... I mean, you were the class of the field almost the entire night, and, and I don't think people would look at the results and say that because you didn't set fast time, and uh, you didn't necessarily, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you didn't win your heat race, but right. but your car was very competitive all night, and uh, with the help of a young lady at the pill redraw, you started on the pole and never <laughs> never looked back in 25 laps.
6: Yeah, um, yeah of course, um yeah your fate's almost sealed, uh, when you draw that pill, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, I, I guess, I, I, guess I refer to that when, you know, you're racing with 50 plus race cars and you're all qualifying against each other. Um, but you know, with 25 cars, um, you know, you, have got a, you've got a good, good car for, you know, car count, a lot of cars, a lot of good competitive cars. And, uh, you know, you gotta, you gotta put down a good lap. Um, we we qualified second to Max, uh, by five one hundredths of a second.
0: Yeah, the field um, was so tight too. I'm glad you and, brought and that it up.
6: It, and it was, um, you know, uh, the the top five cars were I think were all were all within a tenth and a half a second. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, you know, uh, start start fourth in my heat race, and I got a stacked heat. I'm sitting there thinking, <laughs> I, I'm gonna be lucky to get out of this thing with a top three. Mm-hmm. Um, I I've got the you know Chase Ridenhour uh, won championship a few years back. Um, Kyle Sauters won a bunch of races, all star races. Um, Phil Gressman wins a championship last year and a lot of races. Been really competitive lately. Uh, and then here I am starting fourth. So, um, you know, to uh, um, you know, didn't have the the best start that I wanted because I kind of fell back uh, down the back stretch. Um, on the the opening lap, and and just uh, kind of let it eat on the top, and and it held together for me, and and I caught Chase, but didn't quite have enough to to get by him on the bottom, and, um, you know, um, got into the redraw, uh, luckily, and, uh, of course, um, my my three-year-old daughter, she loves to draw the redraw pill, and... uh, um, max was first i guess she drew his pill yeah she did for him drew drew a three for him and of course i wasn't even at the redraw um and then uh she comes back and and tells me she drew a one for me so uh um you know great feeling um the only problem with starting on the pole is you don't know where the fast line's at and you don't Mm. know where everybody else is running
0: yeah well (laughs) well you seem to find it really quick and so that race nearly went all the way uh debris caution with uh some five laps to go and then that sparked a caution between Sauter and danny sams who you mentioned so you had two restarts where you had to fend off uh a really charged up max stamball we know that max is looking for a big year with glss very determined to get some wins and he gave you a run for your money there late in the race
6: yeah you know um i I, uh I was trying to keep some, keep the tires warm under those cautions. We had a couple of cautions right there, virtually back to back. And, uh, um, I could feel the left rear tire going down. Um, then, then I don't, you probably seen me after the races checking tires. Uh And and I I glanced at the, uh, the bleeder in, in the left rear and it said two pounds. And, uh, (laughs) yeah, I I knew that, that we couldn't go too much further. We, we'd have been, we'd have been about flat. So, um, you know, great, uh, good, good thing that, that, uh, you know, it ended when it did.
0: Well, so the one thing I wanted to bring back up, and Rich, I'll throw it back to you if you've got anything else here. But the one thing I wanted to bring up is an iconic picture from two years, I believe it was from two years ago. I was at this event, um, I believe, with the American Ethanol Series. You and Dustin Daggett heat race. I sure you, I'm sure you know where I'm going here at I-96. You both get together coming out of turn four, and you are completely dead sideways. I mean, almost 90 degrees on the front stretch, and. Had there not been a knee-jerk reaction in the flag stand, that race would have stayed green. You both saved it. Do you remember that incident? And is that an iconic spot? Because that picture, I, I have seen it everywhere, and I don't think many—I <laughs> don't think many people know. You know, that's kind of one of those things. Do they save it or yeah. don't they? And you guys did. You would have raced on if they wouldn't have thrown the caution. Do you remember that right. night and in that incident? I,
6: I do. I—I uh, I think I—that might have been last year. Uh, okay. Back with the ASCS uh ASCS was there. Um and uh I think Dustin had just put a car together and and we got together and, and uh we had a little conversation after that that um you know he wasn't too happy with me and um <laughs> uh you know racing's racing uh, I I apologized and, and uh you know we went on racing. And um, you know, I, I think he had a pretty decent night and I think we did too with a top ten, so um
0: I've just never uh, seen two sprint cars wreck simultaneously <laughs> that hard and not wreck. That's the <laughs> that was the thing that was so bizarre about it. It was like you guys hit just perfectly square enough uh that you were able to keep going. It was that was just so bizarre.
6: Yeah, I, I think we I think we were both sliding sideways down the front stretch and uh I guess had enough tire spin to keep the car on all four <laughs> wheels. <laughs> so um, I'm glad we can laugh about that now. Um, so, but yeah, uh, you know, pretty good shot out of out of uh, whoever captured that.
1: So now, now Zach and I have been talking to guys, uh, drivers, for the past couple months um, that haven't been racing because there hasn't been any racing out there. Uh, now we finally, the last few weeks, we get to talk to some guys that are starting to race. Uh, but. I, what we usually ask you, what are you going to do for the rest of 2020? Because I don't know that a whole lot of series or racetracks know when their next race is.
6: Uh, you know, um, I think you're right. Um, you know, we, we've talked, I think, a little bit before the show. Uh, GLSS has got one at, at I-96, again, scheduled for July 3rd um, and and uh, August end of August, 28th, 29th. Uh, again with ASCS, and um, you know, for us, it's uh, just just go with the flow, play it by ear. Um, if um, if nothing's put together within the next two weeks, uh, we plan on going to Iowa with the the Ready Mix Sprint Invader group uh, for two nights, and you know, maybe just do a little bit of traveling. Well, that that was our first night out, um, you know, and uh, I mean. A couple of these guys have raced over the winter, um, uh, Florida time, and and Max has been racing a little bit with a 410. So, um, you know, for us to come out of the gate strong, um, I'm, I'm very, very pleased with the, the, the outcome.
1: So everybody, pretty much it's what everybody else is going to have to do. I mean, nobody can commit to running for a championship anywhere because you never know if right. you're going to have a series. So you might as well go travel and just find some big races and go have some fun
6: exactly and that, and that's what we're we're looking at doing. um you know, like I said, uh, we wanted to go out to, to Iowa a couple of weeks ago. Uh, one of their shows got canceled, and then the other one they ran. I, I didn't you know necessarily want to make an eight hour tote for one night, so uh um, you know we opened our season up with Barry uh, uh virtually with everybody else.
0: Mm-hmm. well Jared it's uh, it's been a pleasure it was, a, it was so awesome to be able to get to call your guys' race on Friday and uh, such a pleasure to get to watch everyone back in action so excited for what's to come um, sounds like a couple of dates at 996 looking forward to see if we can get to some other tracks around the, the state of Michigan as well uh, but congratulations and good luck in what's to come this year for you where can folks follow along with what you have going on um, they can check me
6: out at uh, Jared Horseman Racing on Facebook um and we try to keep it updated on on where we're going what we're doing um you know and just follow the glss uh website and their their facebook
0: as well all right jared well congratulations and good luck with what's to come in 2020 hey appreciate it thank you very much well rich mentioned light models earlier at tri-city and Merritt speedway as well we'll talk to the guy who got it done saturday night for Merritt. donor marcoo coming up on the other side don't go anywhere you're listening to horsepower happenings
1: Suspension Max is a service and solution-based manufacturer of automotive suspension and specialty parts. Based out of Bay City, Michigan, the local company began servicing clients in 2002. Suspension Max serves the automotive aftermarket as well as engineers and produces specialty suspension components for original equipment manufacturers and government contracts. Learn more about what they can do for you at SuspensionMax.com or call 1-888-629-9226. Suspension Max, the leveling kit experts.
0: When the call sounds from race control, yellow, 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 bottom of one, yellow, 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 bottom of one. Top motorsport sanctions rely on the elite team of industry professionals from Motor City Racing Promotions to respond. Highly trained men and women in uniforms systematically arrive on scene with their advanced fleet of safety vehicles equipped for the toughest jobs. Hours of annual training and practice are executed with precision as the task is rapidly performed in unison. Each official on the MCRP safety team is SFI certified in short track incident response, and demonstrates a comprehensive background in motorsports, firefighting, and emergency medical services. It is their own appreciation of this sport and its growing need for professional motorsports rescue that has been the catalyst behind MCRP Safety Team's impeccable portfolio. For more information on Motor City Racing Promotion Safety Team, log on to MotorCityRacing.co and look for the MCRP badge at a track near you. This is David Hilliker, 2016 Michigan Motorsports Inductee.
3: This is Stephen Hilliker, 2017 Michigan Motorsports Hall of Fame Inductee, and we're listening to the Horsepower Happening.
0: Welcome back to Horsepower Happening. Zach Heiser, Rich France, and Rich, it's time for our final interview of the night. Let us know who we're speaking with.
1: This gentleman is a two-time American ethanol late model tour champion. Uh, and he picked up a huge win on Saturday at Merit Speedway in round two of the all-star performance tri-city Merit Speedway challenge series supported by American ethanol. And uh, Zach, this gentleman always gives us time. Whenever we ask, uh, we appreciate it very much. Makes his home in Houghton Lake, Michigan. Dona Mark welcome to horsepower happenings.
3: How are, you? How are you guys doing?
1: Good man. First of all, before we get to Saturday, uh, Talk to me about Friday because I was there. I got to watch that whole thing, man. You had an amazing car, picked up a heat win, um, really led almost the first half of that event once you you know got by Spangler, which wasn't real difficult for you. Um, but man, that track on Friday seemed to just about wear everybody out and their equipment.
3: Yeah, after I mean everybody knows that little City. I mean I've been, I've always supported that place since it was built and. Uh, you know, track conditions or track conditions. I mean, it was dealt with the same kind of, uh, we all knew what was going to happen because how soft it was. But, uh, you know, we had a good car. We've, we've been working hard over the winter and updating our equipment. And uh, I kind of had a mindset, you know, I knew we drew good. And uh, it was kind of smooth on the bottom. I just figured if I just I would commit to the bottom, if anybody wanted to go up and tear their equipment up on the high side, just let them have it. So.
1: Now, I, I did notice, you know, at the beginning of the night, nobody could go up hot high. It was so thick and heavy and it would just lock the car down uh, and basically almost stop it right in the corner. And then as the night went on, that high side came in and that's where you wanted to be.
3: Yeah, the biggest thing with Tri-City is the clay is so good. Like, there's no sand in it. and When there's any kind of moisture, it's fast. Like, it's not... It never goes away for it that way. Like, I mean, some years are running there. If it's if it's overcast or it rains a little bit Friday morning, it's going to be a fast racetrack. But, uh, um, you know, I mean... I ain't gonna lie. I mean, I hustled a little bit then that restart, and I I got in the middle and hit the hole in three. And when I came down, I actually had been all the right front suspension, and pretty much from there on out, I was just on survival mode. And I was I was happy to get fifth after having the right front all watered up. But uh, we we for for fifth place in the point steal, and uh, you know we come back and we, I mean, I got the best crew possible. Like they never let me down and stuff like that because we knew how good our car was Friday night. And we spent from 6:30 in the morning, Saturday morning, until we loaded up at 3:30 in the afternoon to go back to Maryland. We basically rebuilt our race car. Know, replacing every single part you could think of just making sure we wouldn't have any parts related for
0: saturday well and so saturday was a another day where uh i saw a Merritt speedway that i have if not ever seen seen very rarely that track was heavy it was fast and it built a wicked cushion um it, was that a track that you have seen before at Merritt? yeah i mean Merit, they've been messing with a lot of water options and you know, the downfall of merit sometimes, you know,
3: I love how they're, how they run their show, but I, I really wish they'd hot lap first mm. instead of just putting this out for qualifying because like our first group, I mean, it was sloppy, slammy. And you could probably see the lap times go from 15 seconds down to almost 12 seconds yeah. by the time the last group went out. But, uh, you know, I mean, we're all done with the same card and, uh, yeah, we came back from qualifying cool, fine, bad, and we actually came back. We ran second heat and actually got a good rebuild for the feature. So,
0: talk to me about the heat races, Donna, because there was a lot of money spent in heat races. Um, was that a product of money on the line, or was that a product of a, uh, a track with a lot of character? What was your take on all the equipment that was tore up in heat races?
3: Personally, it, it comes back from Friday night. Um, you see Brandon break a drone after this heat race, my heat race, uh, you seen Jeep break. You know, it might have been a part failure, but a lot of that stuff comes from how rough Friday night was,
0: mm.
3: and that's basically it. all the gremlins. They show up the next night or the next week, and it's just fun to have a rough race track.
0: Well, you managed to uh, to find your way around uh, Merritt Speedway with all the characters. So then we we get the lineup, we're ready to go for 50 laps, and you draw a number one pill. Uh, how important is that for you at Merritt Speedway? I, I, we've seen you come through the field before, but there has to be some sort of uh, relief when you know that you're going to start on the pole and you're going to, you're going to set the pace for this deal.
3: It is. And everybody knows my own history I and mean, I always drove bad. It's just my whole, the <laughs> whole ethanol career. I mean, it doesn't matter if there's nine pills to draw. all easy with the nine, but uh, I kind of laugh when I've, I've drawn, I've drawn the ACE two weeks in a row at married and that never happens. But, nice. Um, it gives you the option of, if you can get out front, you don't have to hustle your stuff. You don't have to move your tires. Um, you can actually just run your own pace is the biggest thing. And then, and, uh, I mean, it was great. I mean, it, it blew off and it had a little cushion, a little brown on the bottom. It had a little character getting the one, but it was a fantastic respect. It was basically from top to bottom.
1: Now, I heard, uh, you know, Zach told me you were the you were the class of the field, and then, you know, about, uh, I guess, two-thirds way through, you all of a sudden you find yourself running in second. Explain how that happens.
3: Uh, it's just that respect deal when you laughing. You know, I had one guy here kind of just hold me up for a long time, and then. I respect my equipment so much. I mean, I don't even want to tear my door off or a door bar just because I don't I don't like being raced that way, you mm-hmm. know. And then, uh, I mean, I showed my nose three or four times, and I'm not the only guy on a racetrack that's got a red nose or a red body. <laughs> you know, and you get pinched every time you try to lap somebody. And, and then what kind of way? I, I lost the lead with Chad Finley, and The next lap, he went and blew them all out of the way for us. <laughs> and we took off racing again, so...
0: Yeah, you know, I watched that whole incident, too, about uh, with you trying to get through lap traffic. And I will say, Donor, you, you showed an incredible amount of patience uh, from where I was. And, uh, you know, uh, we, we won't mention any names. I think people can figure it out if they're fans of late model racing. But, uh, I mean, did you take exception to the way that you were raced, knowing, you know... You know, it goes back to... I mean, look at it.
2: Everybody has
3: their own race. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I was in that situation, I, I don't... I mean, I've been in a world of races where I'm not the best car and all that kind of stuff. Even the ethanol stuff, you know, where I'm not the best car. You just have your off nights, but you just got to have respect. Like, you know, just get out of the way. Let those, don't cost anybody else to race just because you want to race. You know, I, I don't, it's a respect thing, and then, sure. uh, I guess I'll, I'll have to remember that when I'm getting a lap next time. So.
0: There you go. Well, so uh, Rich brought up the, the, the not-so-fun part. I'll bring up the fun part. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> as you said, Finley cleared the way, and, um, you know, inside of 10 laps to go, Anything can happen at Merritt Speedway, and you were another example of that. It was like you found another gear on the top of the racetrack because um, you went by Finley in a hurry there inside to tend to go.
3: Yeah, I mean, our car's been so good. I mean, this is, we've, we've got to bring that race car to the trailer that we've only got out once just to break it in, but uh, this black dynamic that I've had for the last couple of years has been awesome. I mean, it's uh, it's consistent. Uh, we keep good parts on, and it also goes back to having the best crew. I mean, this this year I've had some, you know, some people, some friends actually invest into our race team. You know, we kind of got back to where we used to be, like in 16 and 15. We're, we're confident again. I mean, I mean, not, it's not just uh, like I have great sponsors. My sponsors are my best friends. Like, it's people I've known for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, my crew guys, I and mean, we spend the weekends together. We go boating. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's it's a family race team. You know, it's 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 a lot of fun.
1: Now you had a lot of fun. Uh, you know, we all got to know each other on the ethanol tour and and you were uh you know pretty committed to that for a while now you get this now you get this new series that uh this challenge series that Mike Blackmere uh comes up with it's got to look pretty fun to you right now
3: oh it is i mean it's kind of heartening with the covid yo's coming out of the winter you know we bought a a, tr- a a bigger truck and trailer we got a second car we got a new motor alert. and you know, we we have invested a lot of money into our race team and I thought we were going to stay home because we were i mean mike's made it for we can run for you know, fifty, sixty thousand dollars 60000 for a little 10 race schedule. And that's amazing for another Michigan.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, you, <laughs> you were with the rest of the state of Michigan, I think, looking at so many awesome things going on. Uh, you know, I think if we're being honest, right? So in January, when the announcement was made about the whole ethanol deal, I think there was a little bit of a, a depression in the late model industry and then uh, in the state of Michigan. And then two weeks later, Mike comes in with this deal and there's a lot of excitement around it not not only you but other drivers as well um how important is it for late models in the state of michigan because that division alone has been very has had a lot of turmoil around it as far as rules and should we be ump should we not is there enough money in it um what do you think that that did for the state of late model racing in michigan
3: Uh, it's just it just keeps it going is what it does it keeps good cars going um it makes it for a guy like me where we can actually afford to do it no they're not you're not know, running for a thousand bucks to win every week, and you know, a guy like me, if it if the racetrack was a fresh chance to stay a grand to win, it's it's hard to leave the shop because you and I both know what it costs to run these cars. You know, and uh, it, it, it's a blessing. I mean, we've I've been racing for a lot of years, and with the ethanol and with Mike stepping up and you know buying Merit feet away, and even when he bought Tri City, I know there's a lot of, a lot of commotion when he bought Tri City, but it made it better for us. I mean, there's bigger races. Um, I know, I know, the some national supposed to come to Tri City. I don't know about that schedule yet with the whole COVID stuff, but. I mean, Mike's doing amazing things for the state of Michigan. So.
1: You know, Zach and I, just just like you, you know, up until a few weeks ago, we didn't know where we were going either. We didn't know when we were going to see a racetrack. Uh, now it looks like you're going to have this challenge series. And, uh, you know, some other tracks are opening, but are you you're going to try and stay bouncing back and forth between Tri-City and Merritt? Because it's awfully convenient for you.
3: You know, I almost have to. For, for a guy like me at Merit's 20 minutes from the house. You know, Tri City hour ten minutes for me. So I mean, we're joking around last weekend because we went and bought our new trailer down in South Carolina over the winter, and <laughs> I was still running back and forth to Interstate and the same take of fuel. Like I still haven't put any diesel fuel in the truck. It's only last week weekend with the Tri City I had to put some diesel fuel in it. But uh, but when you're running for that kind of money in your in your backyard, it's a no-brainer to stay here. I mean, I mean nothing against like other race racetracks. And I love '96 Big Bass. And uh, I mean, I love Tom Sprague, I mean, Winston. I haven't been there in a few years because it's been kind of shut down. But I mean, I give any promoter credit for just being open. But when you're when you're paying two grand to win, three hundred to start, and you're not spending any money in diesel fuel, it's, it's it's amazing.
0: It's a pretty good deal. Hey, you know, you 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 talk about getting the trailer. At least you look good when you show up, man.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's an older Peterbilt and old S N S, mess, but but uh, you know, we uh, what we got into it, I'm happy. So.
0: Let's talk about something a little more serious for a minute, because as uh, as race car drivers and people in the racing industry, there are very few things that slow us down from going to the racetrack. But, Dona, a couple of weeks ago, you got a gut punch uh, in your family and in your household, and, and you almost didn't go to the racetrack. Talk to me about what happened with your girlfriend, Sarah, and and what it took for you to make yourself go to the races and ultimately go to Victory Lane for the first time this season.
3: Oh, it's been hard. I'll be honest, it's still hard. I mean, she's still not feeling very good, and you know, I just got home and took care of her a little bit here. She's still having, she's not in any pain, but she just physically doesn't feel good. Like she, It takes a lot out of her to do anything, but it started out on a Tuesday, a simple headache. I and mean, she worked Wednesday, worked Thursday, normal days. Uh, Sorry, I just dropped my phone off the head. But um, Thursday night, she said, she said I got this headache. If this won't go away. It's annoying. It's not hurtful. It just won't leave. Well, she, she's like I am. She doesn't ever take a day off work. And Friday, she woke up. She said, like, I'm just going to sleep, take some. You know, Advil and just try to sleep Well, turned into Friday night. Well, Saturday morning, she woke me up about 4.30 30 morning in tears, and she was in so much pain she couldn't handle it. Um, and being stubborn, <laughs> she wouldn't let me do nothing. Like, I said, look, I'm either going to get to the emergency room or I'm going to call an ambulance. And she talked me out of it, and I actually ended up calling one of her best friends who lived in Muskegon, Kim, and she drove from Muskegon Saturday morning. And I finally went about noon and finally got her to, you know, uh, to go get some testing. And, and when, when did she? Went to, they went to two hospitals, and what she ended up having was a small, about the size of three centimeters tumor on her frontal lobe. Wow! And they actually ended up going like through her nose and through her nasal cavity and removing it. So I mean, I mean, they're lucky enough. I mean, what was giving her the headaches? Is that the tumor became became the bleed. Is what it was.
0: Okay. And no,
3: um, no. I mean, lucky enough, it caught early enough. Um, but the doctor says a lot of a lot of humans, like 90% of us, do have this, um, and we'll live our whole lifetime. We won't expect it. But in her in her family she, they have high blood pressure, her mom, her sisters, I and mean her, and they think with a high blood pressure, blood pressure causes the rupture and, bleeding, and the bleed, and the bleed in the rain was caused her headaches.
0: How hard was it for you to determine that, and and my understanding is that you had a little, little bit of, uh, not encouragement, not a request, uh, almost like a demand that you were not to miss racing, uh, even though she was going through this?
3: Oh, it was hard. I mean, you know, going through all the kind of stuff with the diagnosis. And the biggest thing, Zach, this whole deal is just the whole COVID deal. Right. Um, she's a very strong woman because she had to go from a diagnosis to surgery to recovery all by herself because they wouldn't let anybody in the hospital. I mean, I slept in my pickup truck one night out in the parking lot, and even when they had her surgery, I spent eight hours, you know, we had some friends come up, we spent eight hours in the parking lot because we couldn't see her. One only thing we could do is FaceTime her or talk on the phone and... Um, I remember the day of the surgery when it was all over about two hours afterwards. She actually called me on my phone, and the first thing she said was my headache was gone. So. Good. And that was it. And uh, it's, just, it's just been a long recovery. I mean, she, finally her pain's gone. And even like last Saturday, or not this past Saturday, but the week before, you know, she's like, I'm not going to go, but let's go do your deal. And it's it's hard. I mean, she comes from racing family feelings. She understands and I mean, racing's important. I, I love racing. But, Family's more important. I, I would I would put racing tomorrow if I had to because family. So.
0: What was it like to go to Victory Lane and get a win without her there? I know she's one of your biggest supporters, and uh, that had to be very different for you to to go to Victory Lane without without her to be able to be there and celebrate with you. Oh, it's just I mean
3: I know I'm a big family man, and our family's been involved recently. It's just a it's a big emotional score. Like you get out of the car, you're not even happy. I mean, you're happy you won, but like your number one fan's not there, and it's all you want to do is just load up and go home and see her. So.
0: Well, is there, uh, h- how soon do you think, Dona, are you going to be able to get her, uh, get some dirt back in her hair? Uh, she, was actually, she, she was actually there Saturday night. Oh, good deal. Glad, I didn't yep. see her, so I'm so, so glad to hear that.
3: Yep, she actually, uh, one, one benefit about buying a bigger truck, is she, we kind of parked in the front of the pit stall there where she could just sit the tell all night and watch, I mean, but uh, she was there. She was, very, she was very happy she could see us come back and win that five grand.
0: So. Very cool. Well, um, glad to hear that she's doing well, Don. I wanted to make sure that we were able to talk about her because, uh, you know, not many of us have ever had to try and do that to race without our biggest fan there and, and without our big support system. So glad she's doing well. Glad to hear that.
3: Oh, yeah, man. We're, we're, we're blessed with that deal. And, uh, you know, we're back to having fun. I mean, I, I don't know how to explain 2000. Even in 2019, even 2020, I mean, it's it's I mean i feel like i get the best crew i get the best sponsors you know we don't have a lot of money invest in our race team we, we've got some good equipment but we just work hard I mean, and you won't find a, a race team that works hard
1: on us well you know Donna, you know we've seen a lot of each other the last two or three years at the racetrack you know almost every other weekend uh on behalf of me and zach uh give sarah our best and we hope she gets better real soon
3: yeah i'm sorry Sorry, Richard, with your phone exactly really bad but uh no that's a big racing community we're all friends i mean that's it don't matter if any driver, if they need something, if I got it in my trailer, they're more welcome to it. And I just hope we have the same respect when it comes to our stuff, too. know, I've got our racing as a whole, I and mean, I do miss the North American ethanol race just because we got to travel up down the road, but uh, you and I both know this is a big family sport.
0: Well, Donna, it's been a pleasure to chat with you tonight, and uh, congratulations on the big win on Saturday, and uh, congratulations on uh, getting back. You know, we didn't even mention it. You're the first repeat winner at Merritt in 2020, so that's pretty cool <laughs> as well, and uh, so awesome to see your... Uh, racing operation just blooming again and, and kind of getting back to where you were and, and winning races.
3: Oh, thanks, guys. And I just want to say thanks. I mean, i tried trying to make a sponsor plug, but like, just a, you know, Dennis Craft Construction, he's been one of my biggest supporters. Um, Patrick Plumbing, you know, uh, Bubba Patrick, he, he stepped up this year and he bought a motor and a car for us to, you know, he doesn't want anything out of it. He just wants to be a secret guy and just have fun a racetrack. And it, I just want to say thanks to the guys and uh, all performance, quick car, uh, Randall's Collision, Jimmy's Collision, um, Matt Ryan Power, Ryan and Evans. Um, I don't know. Everybody's missing out, but he's a great he's a great man. And he's he built great
0: power. So, well, great job, and uh, we look forward to seeing you again soon. And uh, hopefully, we get to talk to you sometime when uh, you've picked up another win. All right, sounds good, guys. All right, cool, Dona. Thanks so much for joining us.
3: You're welcome, guys. Have a good
0: night. Well, again, thanks so much to Dona Marculier for joining us, and uh, uh, you know, and talking about Rich, everything that's going on. I know that's a tough subject. And uh, again, reiterating, just uh, happy to have Sarah back at the racetrack, and, and looking forward to seeing her again soon.
1: Absolutely. And, and that was cool. I didn't know that she was there, uh, there on Saturday. So that, that make, you know, that makes it even better bag of bag 5,000,
4: uh, 5k <laughs> and, and,
1: and have her back at the racetrack. If that's the case, I'd be finding a way to get her back to the racetrack every single night. There you
0: go. Yeah. Great way to, uh, to end the weekend for sure. Rich, all sorts of, uh, racing action coming up this weekend, including right back at, I don't know, is this your new favorite racetrack at the, uh, the dirt track at Tri-City?
1: Well, if it didn't fail me the first time, I got to go back and make sure it doesn't fail me the second time. <laughs> uh, Tri City back in action once again. Uh, twenty five hundred to win late model, so I don't know how many laps they're going to run. Maybe at least thirty or forty, I would think, for twenty five hundred, and uh, and a thousand dollars to win for the uh, IMCA Modifieds also as well on Friday night. So um, that all those divisions really put on a really good show uh, last Friday night. So uh, I might have to give him a second chance, Zach. There
0: you go. Now, I don't know what my schedule is going to look like because I, I got some decisions to make. Um, GLTS on Friday from I-96, obviously late models and modifieds at Tri-City. Then on Saturday, we get a couple of more places that are going. Silver Bullet will open with the uh, Great Lakes traditional sprints, as we said. 410 wing sprint cars return to Butler Motor Speedway on Saturday. And then Springport reopens on Saturday as well, Rich.
1: Yeah, we, we're, we're getting some pavement. Gosh, Zach, we just can't get everybody to work together, you know, and get them all open, yeah. you know. Uh, we feel good for some of the tracks. That's great. They hung in there, and, and we're going to get them open. But uh, once we get the rest of the group open, once we get Berlin Berlin ready to go, uh, we get Flat Rock ready to go, get Toledo with fans, I will feel a whole lot better.
0: Absolutely. And, Auto,
1: and Auto City, by the way, I think Auto City and Birch Run are also waiting. Uh, they don't have approval as, as yet either. So – Uh, It'll be a little while longer, but uh, I'm hoping by 4th of July, everybody has a race date.
0: And a big weekend coming up for Galesburg as well. They'll have a regular show on Saturday night, and then, Rich, Sunday is going to be a blowout show, and I think this has the potential to be a really cool event. Uh, The Smitty Memorial 100 featuring $5,000 to win for Outlaw Super Late Models and $1,000 to win for Pavement uh, Modifieds. That's a couple of my favorite divisions to watch on pavement right there, so uh, I think I might be a little sleep-deprived on Monday morning because I might go to Galesburg Sunday night.
1: Oh, boy. Social distancing, right? Yes. Is that
0: what they're going
1: to do yeah. for $5,000 to win at Galesburg?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that uh, you're going to see a good crop of cars there. Short track racing for $5,000, uh, that should be a, a pretty good show. So uh, that's going to do it for us here tonight, Rich. And, uh, you know, as we said last Monday, excited to be able to invite people to get their backsides, track sides. And uh, and uh, if you see us at a race, Rich, uh, always invite the fans to come out and say hi and, and let us know that you're listening to the show.
1: Yep, absolutely, and we'll get out some other tracks. Uh, they're, they're gonna, there's some big shows coming up. Uh, you know, Kalamazoo is planning the Intimidator 100. I love that show, and absolutely. that's on July 3rd, uh, uh, 4th of July weekend, so... I might have that one already etched in stone and have to go out and see our buddy Jason
0: Seltzer for that one. There you go. Well, hey, for uh, Scott Mendlin, the president of Motor City Racing Promotions and owner-operator of Horsepower Happenings, for my co-host, Rich France, I'm Zach Heiser. Thanking you so much for tuning in this evening on a, uh, a beautiful Monday night where we look forward to seeing your backside trackside somewhere at a race coming up this weekend. Have a great week, and we'll talk again Monday right here, same time, same place, Horsepower Happenings.
3: You've been listening to Horsepower Happenings on the Motor City Racing Network. Catch up on past episodes by logging on to
1: HorsepowerHappenings.com and be sure to tune in next week to keep up on what's happening.